This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong, and you will make lots more money and way less time by doing the exact opposite. And here we are, all, as always, joined by my trusty sidekick, Ramon B. And I am always eagerly awaiting Mm. The headlines of the day as well. Oh, we have, have a right good one. Now, what's new in your life, Ramon? Tell me the newest, w- wackiest thing in your life. I went to the Home Depot the other day. Did you go to the Home Depot? Mm-hmm. And I used to work in a Home Depot type place long what's ago. The, what was the name of it? It was called Builders Emporium. Okay, I think I've heard of. What, is that locally here? Uh, no, this was in California. Ah, I see. And I used what to work town? Uh, Bakersfield. Mm. And uh, yeah, that's exactly. the uh, Merle Haggard and uh, exactly. And uh, what was the guy that ran the radio station? Here? Buck Owens. Buck Owens. That's right. Well, I went. To, I used to work in the lumber department. I used to, you know, forklift that stuff and load it in there. You know, mm-hmm. and I went to go check out a piece of particle board that was laminated. Mm-hmm. It was ninety five dollars for a four by eight sheet of. Laminated particle board. That seems rather pricey. And that that was shocking to me. I mean, this stuff literally grows on trees. Am I right? You are correct, sir. And this is the wood chipper exactly. remnants that yes. they glue it's together. Leftovers yeah. glued together. Yeah. So that's what's new in my life. Just the uh, what were you? What were you trying to? Uh, the home improvement projects gone wrong. I always love. Oh, well, they they they're wrong from the beginning because I'm not great <laughs> with uh, that type of stuff. I have no skills. I have no handyman skills. Whatsoever. So you're not a buyer, fix it up, and flipper? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, you know, I used to do that with cars. Let's I used see, to buy yeah. cars and Very wash cool. them and wax them and sell them for $500 more. Uh, let's do the headlines of the day. This is news that you can use. Actually print it on paper. Yes. You know it's real. It's real. We're not faking it. And I'm sure you regret it by asking me what was new in my life. No, now. no. No, I love you – know, my life is so dull that that sounded That's exciting. That's exciting. I would have gone – if you'd have called me, I'd have gone with you. Uh, this says uh, nearly 90 – this is a headline. <laughs> nearly 90 percent of Facebook users say they have spent some of their spare time <laughs> looking at the profile of their ex. Wait a minute. That wasn't the – have you seen your ex lately? No, I, was, I was thinking the, the other 10% spend 100% of their time <laughs> looking at the profiles of their ex. Oh, that's enough. I'm sorry. That. that was the premature have you ever, rim shot. Have you ever looked at the profile of an ex on a Facebook? Honestly. Has that ever happened? I didn't have that many exes. So I, I know, but they, so, you know, they all live in First Texas. of all, it's horrifying. You say, oh, my God, they've really let themselves go. And then you look at yourself in the mirror. And, and then the, I always think they were looking at me going, what was I doing? Oh, my Lord. It's even worse than I thought. Do course. people still go on Facebook anymore, no, though? No, they don't. Of course not. Can I ask no, you a question? from for a friend. I'm going to ask you a question from last week's. Oh, we had a whole week ago. I can't. I, it'll be a miracle if I could remember it. Well, well I'm see sure. How I do. I'm, you often bring up using a notepad. I have one right here. Yes. Now, is there psychology behind that I'm as opposed to do that. the iPad and all of this I stuff? I am very glad you asked that. So uh, I recommend this to people when they're prospecting. You cannot prospect 
and be asking questions to the cell. Let's say you're booking an appointment. Mm-hmm. You call somebody up and they, and they you say, I was just calling to see if you might be thinking of selling your house. They go, why? Well, as a matter of fact, we were just talking about it. And then you end up booking the appointment. And then they hear you typing. Yeah. That's very – that that's low class, OK? That sounds like doctor's office. Exactly. Right? You know what? You're right. Yeah. yeah. So you want to you wanna make notes – on a, on a legal pad with a pen, on paper with a pen, and then transfer it into your obviously computerized database. So uh, it's just better. You can't – it's hard to pay attention while typing uh, for whatever reason. It just sounds disconnected. And when you're doing your presentation as well, you also – you often say, okay, you take your notepad and you start drawing the uh, – Pricing presentation. Pricing presentation. I yeah. did it this way. So um, the way the pricing presentation came about is I wrote down on 3x5 cards. I, li- I live my whole life with 3x5 cards. So if you came to my house, there's 3x5 cards laid out of things to do today. Okay, Now, there's things in my life that I do over and over. Like one of them says poop. And it's about the dog. It's not about me. Okay, good. Yeah. Why'd you so I have to pick up. I have a very glamorous lifestyle. I have to pick up the dog poop from Sandy Lee McAllister's super doggy care terrier. And then uh, let's see what else is there on there. Well, just all kinds of stuff. Whatever you got to do. So I'm I'm banging them out in priority. I prioritize the cards, and you can do that with three by five cards. If you make a list, you can't really prioritize it as easily. So so that's how I run my life, and all the business stuff is that way. Everything's that way. So I took um, I, I I just wrote down on three by five five cards all the dumb things that uh, sellers would ever say regarding pricing. So one one thing. Sellers would say uh, – and I'm talking about sellers who would argue with you – is they'd say uh, – I'd say, well, I think we should list it at 124.9. This is back in a million years ago when things only cost 124.9. Not $90 for a piece so a full of tank of gas yeah. costs 124.9. Exactly. Now. So then uh, they'd say, well, I think we should uh, do it at uh, 123. And so that was a dumb thing. Or they'd say 127 or something like that. So I created a little vignette in it about that because people only search on even-numbered things. And if you don't do it that way, if you don't price it that way, you're giving away money. So that's one thing. And then another one would be, um, oh, oh, I have to I have to um, sell it for X because I owe X, you know, like – Mm-hmm. You owing more money on your house makes it worth more money, which is obviously ridiculous. So I have a little vignette. So I just took all the dumb things they would say, write them down, that I things I never want to hear again as long as I live for the love of God, right? I have so, that same list for the podcast. I know over you here. do. I know you do. Of course you do. So I write those down and then I then I created a little vignette for each one, and they have to be a little funny. You know that's always good, and then um, and then it makes it their idea. So they're nodding their head, going, "Yeah," like it was. And I'd say, "I know you know this," but mm-hmm. and of course I'm telling them something that of course they don't know. And then I arrange them in a logical order, and then it ends with the close. And so every fearless agent presentation, whether it's listing, pricing, FISBO, buyer, or investor, 
or presenting an offer or negotiating with other agents on the phone or how it's always laid out that way so that you they come to their own logical conclusion and then you don't have any objections to handle and everything is their idea that you wanted to do. Did that answer your question? It did. I spent so long ago I forgot what the question was. Notepads. Notepads. Yeah. So paper uh there's things you can do with three by five cards that you cannot do with um a legal pad. There's things you can do with a legal pad you can't do with a computer. And there's almost nothing you can do with a computer that you couldn't do with the legal pad or the three by five card. So um and I'm kind of a database. I'm high tech. I'm an early adopter and all that, but uh, you can't be paper for certain things. But when you're talking on the phone, especially with somebody, certainly in a um, in a face to face setting, uh, I would never bring my laptop into a listing presentation. Never did that. Uh, it would be a Manila folder with their printed out always print everything out this this is another thing i notice um a coaching student yesterday calls me up and says i'm not sure i did the market analysis right the cma and i said um did you pick the right active comp because we use active comps not solds to be more accurate and uh he said yes I, i picked the right active comp i said uh read me the remarks. And then there's this pause. And I said, please tell me you printed these out on paper. He goes, no, I got in a hurry. I go, never, ever call me unless you have them printed out on paper. Okay. That is so incompetent. So imagine you do a CMA and you print them out on paper and you have them stapled together and you pick the right comp and then you can circle on the on a th- and you can write on the on the thing differences about yours and then you make the adjustments for the differences and then you do math and you come up with the right thing and you write it all right on there now uh later you put it on the market there it's not as many showings or it's way too many or something like that now i can go back to that comp see what i circled but I couldn't do that if I have to go back to the interwebs. And by the time I go back to the interwebs, it could be modified by the agent. Anything could be changed. So uh, that's that's absolutely crazy. So always always print. Get a printer. Get some paper. Buy some toner. And um, everything will be better. So it, in Fearless Agent, we do everything different. For example, on listings uh, – I always did this, I think partly because I was lazy, but it occurred to me that when I take a listing, maybe it's a fix-up. Maybe it's completely remodeled. Maybe it's, uh, you know, got this or that. Maybe it's close to shopping in schools. I've never seen a listing that wasn't close to shopping in schools in the remarks. Not to drive far enough. Everything's close (laughs) enough. That's right. Everything is walking distance if you have enough time, right? So I – I would uh, read the remarks in other people's uh, listings, and I and I, it always cracks me up. You know, it says "cute red brick charmer." Something like that. cute means tiny. Uh, unique floor plan means hideous. Um, you know, Mister and Missus Clean live here. Something like that. 
But all of mine said absolute bargain, unbelievable price, price low and firm for your pre-approved buyer who wants a great deal on the nicest house in Scottsdale. Hurry, it won't last long at this low, low price. Do your buyer a favor and write me a squeaky clean full price offer today and save yourself all the fun of a full price counteroffer. So part of that is I'm lazy. I don't want to think, be creative, and write write the um, you know Jay Peterman catalog description. It was a cold <laughs> yeah. and stormy night in, in South Scottsdale. So, um, but what it also does is um, not everybody wants a fix up. Not every buyer wants a remodeled house, but everybody does want an absolute bargain at an unbelievable price. So always sell them what they want. So I'm always selling the deal, not the uh, the house itself. Now they're searching that you know the MLS is a database. They're plugging in. I want this many bedrooms, and if I don't have that many bedrooms, it's invisible anyway. They're not going to read my remarks. So the goal is to not be invisible. And then not scare anybody away by saying it's a cosmetic fix-up or it's newly remodeled because that could scare somebody away. You know, so if they have to go to see it to find out, you know, maybe maybe they were looking for a fix-up, but they say, oh, you know, this is uh, fixed up. I, I like, and they fall in love with it when they're in there. So it's it's really about not scaring people away. And I had a um, um, another thing we do different. By the way, the the buyer agents would thank me. They would call me up and they would say, hey, Bob, I just want to thank you for what you wrote in the uh, remarks. And I'd say, um, why are you thanking me? And I knew why. They'd say, well, my buyer said, uh, how much less than the asking price do you think we can offer? And he just showed them that. And they said, OK, we'll offer full price. You know, So – he had more likelihood of getting commission. They had more likelihood of getting to live in their favorite house. So it really is a benefit to the buyer agent. There are some MLSs that will not allow that verbiage for whatever reason. But I was kind of famous here in Phoenix for having that in all of my listings. You know, if you do it enough times, you get famous for it, good or bad. Uh, but, you know, I had a uh, – a, I used to be a professional photographer. Did I ever tell you that? Yes, you have. I've so, yet to see your actual photographs. Well, but, they're horrible. Okay, yeah, I didn't say I was so good at it. So not that professional. No, I was. I was prof- I got paid. That means you're professional. It doesn't mean you're good at it. It's kind of like this. That's why we're I'm getting here, paid, yeah. but we're not good at. It. So the uh, the idea was uh, this agent that I coach. She had a pretty unmotivated seller, luxury property. You know, meaning uh, five thousand square feet or something like that. Unique floor plan, meaning hideous, and uh, she was getting uh, uh, one showing a week, and she kept trying to beat the seller down on the price, and he just wouldn't wouldn't do it. And it just occurred to me. I said, "How many photos do you have in the MLS?" She goes, "I got about 30. I said, "Let's just try an experiment. Take all the photos out except for the one." I said, "Does the outside of the house look hideous?" She goes, "No, it, it looks nice." I said. Take take all the photos out except for the one exterior photo and then call me in a week and tell me how many showings you had. So she does that and she had seven times as many showings by having no photos. So the moral of the story is if you give all the information to people about how hideous the floor plan is, they won't come and see it. Um, 
But if you have no photos, like the MLS used to, you know, we sold houses before photos in the MLS were invented. And my house, I, I often think, I would never be living in my house if I had seen the photo of even the exterior of the house. So the exterior photo scares some buyers away. So uh, as you know, uh, where do you live? What intersection do you live at? 67th Avenue and Peoria. Okay. And what year was your house built? Uh, Mid-80s, 86, I think. So there's uh, two types of houses. Now, we're in uh, this neighborhood over here. The houses look like houses. I'm pointing to houses. You can see them. Yeah, they look like houses. But my house and maybe your house look like a Taco Bell. They're pretty plain. Mine is anyway. Well, I mean, does it? There's stucco, clay tile roof. Correct. You know, they no, look not, like a not clay tile, but nevertheless. So, it's, in, uh, in me personally, I hate desert landscaping. Do you have desert landscaping? Uh, well, that would be rocks, correct? Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you go to the real desert, it looks nothing like that. No. <laughs> they call it, I don't know what that's all about. So uh, you can only see cacti when you get by the airport. That's about yes. it. Did I ever tell you about my – I have a like 50-foot-high saguaro in my front yard. Yes. Did I tell you that story? I believe so, yes. <laughs> and it rained really hard while I'm out of town and then it fell across mm-hmm. the – across all the way, reached my neighbor's yard across the street, blocked the road. They had to get the cops out. And, it, oh, yeah. Wow. You know, get the city out to chop it up and then they threw it in my yard and it cost me like 600 bucks just to get it hauled away. Again, glamorous lifestyle I lead. Mm-hmm. But uh, where was I going with that? Oh, Taco Bell. Yes. Two types of houses. So I hate houses that look like a Taco Bell. So my house uh, that I'm living in now, it looks was, more like a Chipotle. It looks like a little bit like a Taco Bell. Desert landscaping, which I hate. It has the stucco, which I hate. And um, so I, I would never have gone and seen it. So it was listed for one day. And back in those days, it took a couple of days to get the photos into the MLS. So it's one day on the market, no photo. And I am looking for a very specific thing. It's very hard to find in a certain area, McCormick Ranch, the lovely McCormick Ranch. And then uh, I pull up in front of the house and I go, oh, this is not what I want. You know, so my my partner said, get over there. And uh, she was doing the search for me. So I, I said, oh, I'm already here. You know, I already called the guy. You know, I'm going to walk up to the door and whatever. So I, I walk up to the door and I said, hi, I'm Bob. I'm, I, I called early. He goes, yeah, come on in, you know. So he uh, invites me in. And literally the heavenly host was singing, oh, the hallelujah chorus. It was the perfect house. You'd hate it, but it was perfect for me. All windows across the back, lots of light. It was just beautiful. And I forgot about the stucco and the, mm-hmm. and the desert landscaping. The Taco Bell. And then I buy it and I say the first thing I'm doing is ripping out that desert landscaping. What do I have in my yard today? Rocks? Desert landscaping. Right, yeah. of course. You know that theory of less pictures causing yeah. more curiosity? Uh, that's the same theory you can use for a dating app as well. You realize that? Oh, you that. got that right. I'm going to have a little coffee now. All right, I'll press that button that plays that song. (laughs) Oh, I feel much better already. So little things, doing little things wrong like that. And, you know, the funny thing is the the thing the agents 
always say to me, my coaching students says, well, if I was the buyer, I would want to see a lot of photos. And that's true. The buyers do like to see a lot of photos. But but I got seven showings instead of one by having no photos. And the more showings you get, the more offers you get. And the more offers you get, the higher price you get. So it isn't about what the buyer who's the bottom feeder buyer you know that who cares what they want i'm i'm looking for the one buyer on planet earth that's willing to pay more than anybody else in the whole world and uh i care about what they what they want by the way if any of the stuff we talk about on the podcast here makes any sense at all to you and why why in the world would it but if it does and you're crazy uh, if you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were, oh, this is the shameless plug. We forgot to do the shameless Time plug. Time for Bob Leffler's shameless plug. If you're open to the idea of having some help, you'd like to learn more and earn more, you can call me anytime at my cell phone number, 480-385-8810, and we'll just see if what you're trying to do in your real estate career and what we do at Fearless Agent, if it would be a good fit, uh, don't think you're bothering me. Uh, I would prefer you don't email me or text me. No, my internet is down right now. If they email me, I can't get the internet. I used it. I came early today so I could check my email. <laughs> Just to steal the Wi-Fi in the building. That's yeah, fair. I have people for that. So it That's matter. all right. So if you can't afford coaching at all, but you wish you could, please go to fearlessagent.com, watch all of our videos there, watch our webinar, uh, watch, there's a video on my speaking page, I would take notes during that, and then go to the video training page, and my guarantee to you is that those free videos would be much better coaching than you would get paying any amount of money to any other coach in America. That's a guarantee. And if you ever have a question, you can always call me because we want to help you. So, um, and go to fearlessagent.tv and hit subscribe, and then you'll get videos of me telling my little jokes and stuff. And then go to uh, this podcast, subscribe to this podcast. What else are we? Oh, if you're an owner and you're recruiting fewer recruiters, uh, producing agents than you wish you were, go to fearlessagentrecruiting.com, watch that video, and then call me right after at 480-385-8810. So, um, by the way, I did a, uh, I have a coaching student. He's been on the show, Jeremy, and he was living in Abu Dhabi. Have you ever heard of that? That's a country, evidently. Abu Dhabi? Uh, I've heard of it. Over before. there. It's over, it's east of here somewhere. So uh, he was teaching kids. Sounds hot, by the way. I think it is hot. Yeah. Uh, but he was teaching kids how to speak English, and then I think he hated that job and decides he's going to get into real estate and move to America. So he, so he signs up for coaching while he's in Abu Dhabi, uh, learns the presentations before he moves to America so he can hit the ground running, and then his Wife and kids lived in Korea, so he wanted to make enough money to move them here, which he has done. Uh, then he um, came here and had great success and uh, made a ton of money, and then he decides he's going to start his own real estate company. So he, he did that. I met with him, taught him the recruiting presentation, and within a week, we had already recruited him two people. He's going to get another one. Um, so he's off to a great start. So if you would like to have a similar experience, you can call me 
any time about the recruiting thing. Do they have to live in Abu Dhabi? Then? They do not. Okay. I prefer that they do not. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a deal killer mostly because <laughs> I am not. See, I travel to them. I see that. Yeah, yeah. so I'm not I going to Abu Dhabi. Let issue. me just say, I, I don't even like. Yeah, I've never been out of America. That's a fun fact about me. Why would you? I drove here. Here's Canada. You're familiar with the Canada. Mm-hmm. Our neighbors to the north. They have the worst prime minister ever. Have you seen this pretty I have boy? Seen, yes. Pretty boy nitwit. I like to call him. The second of the prime ministers named Trudeau. Both of them sucked at a prodigious level. So anyway, I was in uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Now that's up at the in the Panhandle, I think they call it. <laughs> so, I mean, it touches it touches. And I'm already up there. I thought, well, I'm really close to Canada. I'd like to go see Canada. So I drive up to the border, and then uh, I said, uh, they have this little you know you drive through and there's a gate and some officials, and I I went up and I said, you know. I would just like to drive my car into Canada and then make a U-turn and come back so I can tell my friends mm-hmm. I've been to Canada. Would that be OK? And they said, they said sure, no problem. <laughs> now, this is before 9-11. Okay? So I go – but it was after the shoe bomber guy, I think. Remember the shoe bomber guy? Yeah. I think it was after – post shoe bomber and, and pre-9-11. So I, I drive through – and then when I come around and make the U-turn, I'm at the same booth, but there's another guy at the other side of the booth. So he starts grilling me. I don't have a passport or anything. He starts grilling me on all these questions before he's going to let me back into America. And I was frightened that I was going to be able to qualify. He's he's asking me all these questions, and I I'm thinking, man, if I if I was like our current president of the United States, I might not have been able to answer those questions. Yeah. Did he not see you make the U-turn down He was the trying to trick me. He said uh, – uh, he goes, yeah, I've been to Arizona. He goes, where are you from? I said, I'm from Arizona. He goes, oh, yeah, I've been to Arizona. He goes, uh, what part are you from? And he goes, I- I'm from Sc- Scottsdale. He goes, oh, yeah, I've been to Scottsdale. He goes, what's that town right next door to Scottsdale? I said, well, there's – Paradise Valley. He goes, yeah, I've been to Paradise Valley. He goes, there's that big resort there. What's the name of that big resort? I realized he had never been. He was trying to to trick me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. It was crazy. Wow. Kind of creeped that, me out a little and bit. And that's why I'm never going to go to Canada. And I just decided I'm not leaving America anymore. That's, that's it. I don't want to leave because I want to be a, for sure I want to be able to get back in. You had a taste of the wildlife and now just You know, they don't even him. know what uh, bacon is in Canada, you know. They're crazy. Ham. They're calling ham bacon. I know it's crazy. So okay, so let's let's. Uh, I think we're done now. The uh, I we were think, done a long time. I know ago. <laughs> we were done. It should have been canceled years ago. So once again, I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. You can call me directly anytime at my cell phone where I will answer probably, 480-385-8810. Please do give us a five-star review of the podcast. Subscribe at fearlessagent.tv. If you're an owner, go to fearlessagentrecruiting.com. Until next week, do what we always do. Have fun. Number two, be humble. Number three, always be fearless. Thanks, again. Oh.